Hi everybody and welcome to another comics loving edition of Wars, Images, and Worlds, an audio only edition for this episode, talking with comics creator Scott D.M. Simmons. You might know Scott's work from such titles as The Dead Cell, which is pretty pretty locatable out there in the interwebs, as well as work on Voltron, Hackslash, and a number of other titles and properties that I'm sure we'll bring up as we travel through the conversation. So Scott, thank you for jumping in and taking some time to talk with me on a rainy, rainy Sunday. Hi, Jason. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, I know that we've been scheduling this for some time. I think I had a COVID at one point or something and had to reschedule and just all sorts of things, but glad to <laughs> glad to connect and uh, curious by means of an opening question what it is about comics that has connected you creatively at what, at what point did you go yes comics that is the thing i want to do oh wow okay so like uh when i was really 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 young a long time ago <laughs> a few uh, weeks ago mom, right a few weeks ago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two years ago <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like when i was like a really young kid you know my mom is an artist she was a sculptor and graphic designer and so I grew up around art. My dad is a photographer, mm -hmm. um, but uh, this will really date me. <laughs> but on TV back then, there was a show called Battle of the Planets and okay. a show called mm -hmm. Super Friends. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard of it. So those things were like really big inspirations. And of course, I got into uh, Flash and Superman comics around that time too at the local 7-Eleven. Uh, I pick up stuff on things called a spinner rack. <laughs> yes, we love the spinner racks. Yeah, and um, I, it's just that that kind of adventure and the superhero thing like really appealed to me, and I was like, wow, this is kind of what I want to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Eventually, when I was uh, twelve years old, I started off a little uh, comic strip in a local paper, and it was kind of like um, just a slice of life kind of thing. I wouldn't call it like peanuts because they were older characters, but it was kind of like that based on me, just like Charles Schultz had Charlie Brown based on him. And um, I ran it for like uh, five to six years. And then I graduated and went off to college. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But yeah, just definitely inspired by my mom, my parents and uh, all that stuff on TV and the comics that I read. I love how the creativity tends to be passed down generation to generation. I love that. Yeah. She, yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> Were there um, particular kinds of stories? Was it, was it kind of the superhero world that drew you in? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just boundless entertainment, I would say. You know, that, you know, you could just go anywhere with animation or comic storytelling. You weren't mm -hmm. limited with, like, you know, the... <laughs> what you could do with like money as far as like making it happen in real life you know before cgi but you know as a i could draw anything and make it you know happen mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i was um oh. <laughs> what was that again i'm sorry well all it takes is time oh yeah yeah time to do the work yeah. to make that world of reality that character look how you want them when you have a, a nice blend of like um, more, I guess you could say creator owned, like our super mom seems to be kind of creator owned. Is that right? And um, Halloween man. 
Yeah, um, those are uh, projects that I did for other writers and mm -hmm. uh, fantastic books that I always look back on and I'm like, wow, you know. Our Supermom ran for quite a long time. We did uh, with Scott Bachman, who created uh, that world. And he, he had some tie-in novels and another comic series that ran uh, right after Our Supermom. But Our Supermom was a family-friendly comic, which I like to do, even though The Dead Cell and Halloween Man are not family-friendly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're awesome. Um, but yeah, Our Supermom created by Scott Bachman, and it was like a set in Ohio, and it's... Uh, uh, a woman that's like a got all these superpowers. She worked for the government as a superhero, but then decided to raise her kids. But then, of course, the old life comes back and you know brings her back into it. And she's got to stop a vigilante, and then she's got all these crazy uh, bad guys coming in and uh -huh. government bad guys and stuff like that. It was a really really fun series where I got to design the looks of the characters, with the exception of like the main character. I did tweak a little bit, but he had already had like you know that design kind of down but everyone else got kind of designed for him it's really really fun and well halloween man too drew edwards he's so creative uh let's say the creator of that um that story and halloween man is like a, a guy that's half zombie mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. like a, if you've seen the visual like he's got a normal side of the face and a, you know destroyed kind of face yeah. But he's uh, got the powers of a. Sorry for that. That's like, okay. <laughs> the powers of a B movie. Um, so he's got all these like, uh, and he only eats the brains of the bad guys. <laughs> so he's a so, zombie with ethics. Yeah, he's a zombie with a heart, heart mm -hmm. of gold, and uh, he's got a, um, a fantastic uh, scientist uh, girlfriend and a couple of other kind of cool like um sidekick characters and that is such a fun book to draw um yeah. there's so much i can say about that a little bit later but yeah you know, working with some some people that i inked and then um some stories that i have to draw by myself too so really yeah. really fun working with uh people that have created their own stuff you know and um i mean that even expands to working with um todd dezago on um telos for like a few pages and oh my god what an honor that was because mike Ringo was one of my favorite artists of all time passed away at a very very young age yeah. and just loved his work so much and fantastic four and all these other things spider boy <laughs> yeah and uh, telos and then um i got to be a part of that tribute book um even for a few pages it was just it meant the world to me and todd was so nice and yeah, it's just a wonderful book to work on yeah, yeah. Todd DeZaga does really interesting creative stuff. And um, you mentioned a word that connects both um, Supermom and Halloween Man, and that's sort of just the fun of the storytelling of it. Um, both of those are fun in their own different ways, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. And Supermom ran um, you know, 12 issues and then some short stories. So we had three trade paperbacks come out of that. And I was really, really proud of how much work they put out. I mean, I don't know how many pages that is all together, but if you looked at this one stack that I brought out for a convention once, my friend Ia was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was like it was like taller than the desk almost, it felt. So it's crazy how many yeah. pieces of original artwork there was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you mentioned the time earlier. So to think about the time that you spent 
working on those pages. That's pretty considerable as well. Yeah. But those are really great, fantastic stories, you know, that just very, very creative stuff, very creative people. Yeah. And um, you mentioned uh, the Dead Cell earlier, uh, John Barker, <laughs> very creative as well. And um, that was his first uh, graphic novel that he did, his first writing experience, if I remember correctly. And he and I have become really good friends after that, working on the project together. Nice. And that was uh, published by Arcana long time ago. My art style has changed a little bit since then. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That It's got the um, sort of science fiction things happening, thriller, uh, some really interesting story beats. Yeah, kind of like a, I kind of thought about the Twilight Zone when I was doing that one. You know, when I was drawing that, I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, he had so many great ideas. And we came up with this idea of kind of like making sure that there was something that brought the story together. So we had kind of a bookend of the one character that um, is kind of seeing the stories happen. Mm -hmm. And so she's introduced at the end and I kind of got this ominous kind of thing that I had fun kind of coming up with the panels where as she's walking by kind of stained glass or broken glass, you can kind of see a little bit of her in there. It's kind of broken and there's shadows and ominous shadows and everything. She's had fun playing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I imagine that's part of the joy of working on comics too, is the, there are things you can do with words on a page as far as images, but if you're inclined in artistic directions to play with the things that have been done in panels and subvert those things, I yeah. imagine that's uh, a lot of fun and very cool to interact with as well. Yeah. Yeah. And finding like ways to kind of foreshadow things that are going to be coming up. You know, there's a character that, you know, you want the audience to kind of like, or the reader to kind of like, maybe not trust or not be like, oh, there's something off about this person. But, you know, you don't want them to know it quite right away, but a subtle kind of thing that when they go back and look at it, like, oh, kind of set up that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that just, it reminds me because I, I teach reading for a living. And so... Uh, still, I've been reading comics since I was seven, and still I get to the end of a comic, and I think, wait, I feel like I've missed something here. And you just have to really read so closely to, to catch everything that's happening in the panels. You, they're really books you have to read and reread to appreciate fully, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of us do, like um, with the, uh, the first read-through of a comic, you're kind of reading it like maybe a little faster than you like, kind of maybe want to. You're kind of into the story, and you're like, working through it and then maybe you go back and you like look at individual panels and go, Oh, well that was there. And that's mm -hmm. fun. And you maybe read it again and read it a little slower. You know? Yeah. So much to enjoy in a comic, you know, with the writing and the art, you know, all together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so curious also, you mentioned a couple of collaborators, but anyone else that you would want to mention as being uh, particularly helpful in the journey, particularly positive sort of along the way? Yeah, I did mention quite a few of them, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just comes up naturally. Um, it, it comes up pretty well, I think, with um, talking about the titles that you've worked on and stuff. So I feel like that's sort of flows together. It works well. Yeah, um, I, I really, uh, you know, I mentioned the writers, but there were artists that I worked with. Um, Halloween Man kind of came up at, <laughs> in a weird way. I'm, I'm trying to think, was it Comic Space or MySpace back then? I don't know if you remember Comic Space. It's kind I of the don't MySpace remember Comic Space. Comics. 
I remember MySpace, and but I don't remember Comic Space. I remember seeing artwork by this artist. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to butcher her name. I keep wanting to say it. Nicola Scott. And uh -huh, this is uh -huh. where she was anybody like um, well-known. And she had drawn this Wonder Woman image. I was like, that's fantastic. And uh, it's just, you know, you could tell that she loved Wonder Woman so much. And at one point she was looking for an inker for a book she was working on called Halloween Man. And I was like, wow, I'd love to ink your work. And so that got me involved with uh, Drew Edwards' uh, Halloween Man. And <laughs> that was the redo of the origin story. I think it was called Zombie in a Leather Jacket. And uh, she did about five or six pages. And then they had to switch to a different artist because she got a gig with, um, I believe, DC at that time. And eventually Wonder Woman. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of funny how I was like kind of bummed out. I was like, man, <laughs> she's so fun to ink. <laughs> she is a, yeah, if you've seen her work, I mean, I'm sure you know you have. Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. so beautiful and all of her faces are perfect and such a joy to ink her and like work with her even briefly. And uh, Drew was like, oh, don't worry. We have another artist that's, you know, equally as good. I was like, oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> and man, if not, I mean, not the same kind of art style, but David Baldion, he is amazing. Uh, Nicholas from Australia, David's from Spain. And so, like, as an anchor, it's like, I can't wait for that artwork to come, you know, overseas to me to ink the actual artwork. Yeah. So I took the old, um, I think it was Carl Kessel, I want to say. Someone had inked someone else's uh, pencils by blue line in it. So basically mm -hmm. changing everything in Photoshop to a kind of a blue line, kind of lighter, print off like a big, big page, and then I inked that. So I was able to ink their pages as they were turning them in. But David's got like a more cartoony style than uh, Nicola, but like um, amazing work and so fun to ink him too. So I got to ink two fantastic creators on that book. Um, uh, and then um, we did a hack slash crossover. Um, uh -huh, uh -huh. So it was um, Drew writing it, uh, David penciling, me inking, and then... Um, that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and I love the the worlds coming together in that book too. Yeah, yeah. and there's another creator that I worked with. Um, unfortunately, the company that I, that I did it with isn't doing comics anymore. But um, their name is Sal Hernandez, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention someone that had been a long friend, longtime friend of mine. Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen her in a while, them in a while. Um, but fantastic, almost animated kind of style. Yeah. And um, there's a book called Confectionaries. I worked with them on, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's wonderful. And uh, it's just a joy to like take uh, their like um, kind of more sketchy pencil and just kind of like fulfill it. Yeah. And uh, joy to work with. And then uh, and it's just continuing with like you know other fellow creators that I worked with uh, as far as artists go. Cindy Ramey, she's fantastic. Um, she has worked on. Uh, she has her own creator own books. I can't tend to get drawn to those people that create their own stuff. And yeah. uh, she's got Starfire Agency and um, Night Shift and a whole bunch of other, and their um, other kind of like, uh, what do they call it? Anthropomorphic mm -hmm. you know, characters. So they're like cats and stuff like that. But fantastic artwork. 
very clean. Yeah, that's the kind of style I'm drawn to is the, the clean, you know, not grungy looking or extra detail or anything, but just perfectly clean style. And she's a wonderful person too. And um, I did get to work with um, someone that a long, long time ago when I was in college and thinking, oh, I'm going to have to move to New York or maybe New Jersey or LA to do comics. And I found out that there were two creators out in uh, Cincinnati, where I'm from, uh-huh. that were doing their own comic. And back then, way back then, it was called Superior Seven. Nice. And I don't know I've, if you've heard of I Dion have seen Knuckles. That. Yeah. Yeah. Dion Knuckles was an artist, and Rodney Fike was the writer. And I got the chance to work with Rodney Fike um, uh, on a. Uh, convention program once. I was art director and um, I colored his artwork and I also worked with um, someone that's a very, very talented artist in his own right, but um, we uh, had him as a letterer, so I get to work with him. His name's Tom Zoller. Um, mm-hmm. You may know mm-hmm. My Little Pony and Love and Capes. And he was uh, the first um, person I was next to at a convention. Yeah, I very Baltimore nice guy. Con. Yeah, very super nice, nice guy. Baltimore Comic Con 2003, I want to say maybe, um, was my first show I ever did. I first table, and Tom was right next to me. <laughs> and uh, I think he, a few years later, I said, Oh, yeah, you were next to me at Baltimore Comic Con. And I named the book he was like working on. He's like, Oh, man, I haven't thought about that book in a long, long time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, super nice. Guy. So there, I'm named the. Uh, 10 <laughs> you, you name the, the list can go on <laughs> mark well, Lemieux, worked with him uh several times he's my buddy from uh my hasbro days and he's oh, super yeah. super talented and by the way can you tell us about one of your favorite colorists that you've worked with oh well, there's two that i really like um ross hughes is amazing i worked with him on uh wannabes um one of my uh Another favorite project that I worked on that this didn't last, but um, it's amazing, amazing time. And uh, he has the sensibilities of color that I have in my mind. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's almost like it's amazing and incredible that not only do we have that kind of sensibility of like, you know, the colors for skin and everything like that, like it'll go more reds. Some like uh, colorists that I've seen, like their skin tones for Caucasian will go a little bit yellow, mm-hmm. but his go a little bit more red. Kind of like the way I see the color in my mind is kind of how he sees it too. And he's from the same hometown. Hey, <laughs> Not Cincinnati, many, but like where I was born, <laughs> same place. So and many connections. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's a great guy. His wife's uh, lovely. Um, they're, they're such good people. And I just can't wait to work with them again. And then uh, Kristen Waters, um, she's amazing too, uh, from Confectioners and uh, a few other projects that I worked on. Both both really good. Um, there's plenty of other ones, but like I, I just feel a connection with those two. Yeah, very cool. When you when you find that's the people right. that are your people and that you collaborate well with, that's I'm sure that's part of the beauty of it. So so can we go to your Hasbro days quickly, briefly? I'm curious about the work you did there. Oh, I was a photographer, so nothing um, comic book related. But well, that's, dad, that's still pretty comic booky. If you're photographing or doing photography for Hasbro, yeah. 
uh, it's all connected in my mind as far as animation and uh, toys and designs and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, it's all the same culture. Mm -hmm. um, my father, Kim Simmons, I don't know if you've uh, read this on my Facebook page or anything. Uh, he was the um, <clears throat> the main photographer for Kenner Star Wars and several other lines by Kenner back in the 80s. He had um, bought a studio from a man that uh, was doing the Star Wars stuff and he really needed help. And my dad, Kim Simmons, came on and uh, kind of took it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just like uh, was behind like all the stuff that you remember from Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Power of the Force, all that mm -hmm. stuff that like uh, came in the <clears throat> very, very early 80s from like maybe 81, 82 um, up to 2000. So he shot all the packages that you see with all the creative kind of stuff that's going on. The toys are in an actual world and actually like interacting with things. That's my dad. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I was his assistant photographer and assistant assistant. <laughs> wow, <laughs> A little yeah. gopher guy taking stuff <laughs> to like Kenner and Hasbro for him. And eventually I got a job as an inside photographer for them. And, uh, I was with them for, um, well, let's see, 95 to 2001 in Cincinnati, then 2001 to 2004 in Rhode Island until I was homesick and wanted to do comic stuff, which I couldn't do while I was at Hasbro. So I came back home. Gotcha. So uh, it was a tough, tough, tough decision to leave. I'm tempted to, uh, in a very corny way, say the creativity is strong with you, since this is again, <laughs> that's that's so corny. I'm sorry, but the talking no, about the, the family <laughs> lineage it. of creativity. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm glad it works well. <laughs> glad it works well. Um, so I think I have one more official question, and then we can hit anything that we've missed. And uh, I always like to ask about spaces where people can connect, like websites and social media. You mentioned your Facebook page. Um, but also curious about sort of what's next in your creative journey, what you're thinking about creatively right now. And as I mentioned, there's comics, but there are lots of things in the sort of the webs of comics as well. Okay. So like uh, what I'm doing next, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you uh, can well, talk about, obviously. <laughs> well, I can totally talk about this. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I'm basically going to be kind of pulling back a little bit from like, um, you know, Wow, COVID, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> kind of like uh, changed a little bit like of how like you know, things were happening for certain like um, some of the uh, indie people. And uh, anyways, I'm thinking more about like um, doing my own stuff, doing my own book and my own books um, next year. So, you know, I've always wanted to like do that. And I think I'm going to pull back a little bit from some stuff and like, really concentrate on those you know not that i'm not going to do other things but really put the time and effort into it a little bit more you know nice nice yeah so i got my book that's uh been <laughs> long anticipated called knights of power and then um some ancillary kind of stuff and i'd like to bring back my comic strip i had when i was a kid called andrew and kind of redo a little bit of that and cool. uh maybe a tribute to my grandmother who was a really, really big fan of that book. I used to like uh, the comic strip. 
every time like uh, Christmas came around, I'd like uh, maybe give her a super mom or uh, a special drawing or whatever. And it always meant the world to her. So I really miss her. Yeah. But I would dedicate that to her if I were to get that all together. And um, yeah. Remember one time I gave her a Christmas present. It was a comic book. One of the little kids in the family was like, well, a comic book? I mean, yeah, it's given to a 90-year-old woman. <laughs> I didn't quite understand. But like, uh, it was like maybe 10 minutes. My grandma just sat down, almost ignoring everyone else, just to read my book. Um, and then so much to me. They're ageless. They're ageless books. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, I've got like uh, my, my books I'm going to like uh, be working on, um, you know, really next year and uh, just really concentrating on them to, to make it happen. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Glad to hear that there are uh, things on the way. And also it sounds like some very meaningful connections for you and the work you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the last part there was just web spaces, places where people can sort of follow along and see what you're up to. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, um, Scott D.M. Simmons. Um, then my website, scottdmsimmonsart.com, needs an update. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I will be uh, probably launching a Patreon page um, next year. Nice. I want to kind of be in a place where I'm not – uh, where I'm caught up with my commissions before I do that and then launch that and uh, offer some behind the scenes kind of thing. Uh, like um, drawings in progress and stuff like that. I like to start doing videos of the drawings, but I always take pictures of like, here's the pencils, here's, you know, the pencils in progress, here's the inks in progress. So that little bits of it and then like the, the colors in progress, whether that's on screen, you know, my Photoshop coloring or by marker learning cool. and so I've, I've already kind of like done a few of those where i've got that kind of lined up to kind of make those things that i can plug into patreon and say this is some behind the scenes kind of things so some stuff i'm already ready to offer as uh, benefits very cool very cool well uh, i appreciate what you're doing in comics and um love okay. the animated style that you were talking about as well and uh, what you bring to the page and a very exciting space for storytelling too. I mean, a, a title like zombie in a leather jacket just doesn't happen all the time. Um, so uh, I really appreciate the the creativity and giving folks lots of options for very cool reading experiences out there. Yeah. It's been really fun to work with uh, people like Drew Edwards and uh, Scott Bachman and John Barker. And Todd Dezaga. <laughs> yes. But yeah. yeah, the animation, like you were talking about animated style. I mean, I, I, I tend to think my, my work looks like it's kind of animated style. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was in college, you know, my favorite classes were life drawing, animation, and video. And, you know, with video and animation, you think about the blocking, how to like set up the panels, mm -hmm. you know, how to set up the story. And storytelling is pretty important to me. If I can't, show like you know what's exactly happening i feel like i failed on the panel you know i need to make it clear so that's really, like really important to me to like show you know what's going on the proper way and there's plenty of ways to try and show it yeah and, and the motion and like trying to make each character like um, kind of look unique um i taught this one class uh if you don't mind me telling uh no, no, by all means <laughs> 
occasionally I was doing like classes up and he told me you're, you're teaching as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like, you know, I, I used to teach Photoshop and Illustrate a long time ago to college level. But what was really cool is teaching at Kettering Arts Center, like um, up in Dayton area. Um, just like one class, um, I think I did it twice, but there was one where I was like trying to talk about like um, how to make your characters uh, look unique, you know, character design. And so like with our Supermom, which is uh, one of my favorite projects I ever worked on, it was very important to me to like make sure that Liza, the main character Paragon, is uh, the mom of the two little kids and her husband that's like a really famous writer, but always overshadowed by her being a superhero, of course. <laughs> like i want to make sure that when you see liza it's unmistakable that it's liza you know i don't want to be you know someone that like all the women look the same you know right so right. it's taller liza's a little thicker and she's the only character that i overdo the hair so the hair is always has plenty of lines in it you know everyone else would have like just kind of normal hair you know maybe mm-hmm. a few lines or whatever and then she's got a little extra, like, kind of, like, line on her eyebrows. And uh, just the way I draw her face is totally different, too. So just trying to think about that kind of stuff when I approach my artwork, you know, trying to make sure the characters look unique from everyone else. Yeah. It's really yeah. fun to draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I love the the creative decisions that you make in the process as well. And, you know, for the reader, just kind of looking through, they, they might or might not pick up on those things at like that artistic level, but they get it at the reader level and they notice, which is really cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I hope so. You know, I hope that people do go back and like look through the pages. You know, that's what I do with my favorite artists, you know, and like anyone that I read in comics, I'm like looking through it once for the story and I go back and look at the artwork mm-hmm. you know and yeah you always find that stuff I'm still picking up books that I read in the 90s and the thousands that I still have you know and I'm like pouring through the panels like oh he put that there she put that there <laughs> right. yeah. so my favorite covers are up on the wall <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Clark I've got his Doom Patrol stuff it's so beautiful oh, yeah um I've got my friend Justin Watson's like Superman artwork on my wall. Nicholas Scott, you know, Dion Knuckles, a whole bunch of like artists on my wall, you know, and um, just like really inspiring. Chris Sprouse, you know, fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, glad to share your your voice and your story along the the range of creating there. Uh, in the world of creating and uh i appreciate the time i appreciate you taking oh the time thank to you talk. i hope i didn't talk too much <laughs> no no you were fine you were fine I, I love it love the 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 stories of creating and then uh the details about the decisions that you make that's really cool to hear about really interesting oh thank you and yeah. i hope to have links to, like when i get my project um totally ready for the issue one and everything i'd love to talk to you again or share the the links to for you yeah i would be glad to have you back anytime absolutely Uh, thanks yeah maybe video this time (laughs) (laughs) totally totally that works um well thank you again scott and the conversation will continue 